I-64. It's May 20th. This is episode 17 already or something crazy. Whatever. That stuff doesn't really matter. This has become an audio journal. Thinking about that, though, like... I was asked by a friend yesterday when I was kind of explaining how Anchor works, which is who I'm doing this through. I don't... They were asking about monetizing it, how to generate sponsors and all this other stuff. Anchor kind of does all that stuff for you pretty fluidly. I'm uh, not sure if I'm going to do that, though. In the beginning, that was the original focus, was to develop an RV podcast, a mobile podcast about being mobile on a mobile device. It has since become just a random stream of conscious audio journal notes about my travels random thoughts I don't feel like that is I don't feel like that's something advertisers should be going into I don't know maybe if I get to like 500 listeners then maybe but I just don't see that many people listening I've used it more I think most of the listens are probably me as I go back and take notes on things that I observed while I was on a trip so I can do video editing from those notes. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. That was this, this, and this. And then I'll make sure I get that entered into the video as like a place or something like that. I just, I don't feel like that has value to potential advertisers, much less listeners. It's almost like a one-way conversation. Like, somebody's just randomly listening to me randomly talk about shit while they sit in the passenger seat and, like, look at their phone. (laughs) Or maybe I'm in the passenger seat and they're driving. I don't know. But I I just, I don't see me putting advertisers on. Not anytime soon. Goals today, <clears throat> going to visit my mom, hang out for a little bit, and then I'm going to drive to Vintage Vinyl, which is uh, on Del Mar in St. Louis, um, college town area. Used to be where I would go all the time to pick up records, CDs, whatever. Kind of want to see if it's still around. I think it is. should be. I mean, it's like, a, it's like an institution, I think, now. Pick up a sticker for the RV. Um, and then probably hit Broadway Oyster Bar on the way back. Get a shrimp grinder and alligator bites. So good. And then go down to New Athens, Illinois, and visit my buddy Ron. So not, like, going to be a crazy day that I can tell right now. Um, it's, what, it's Thursday? So Friday, Saturday, I got two more days here. Tomorrow I'll be going out with my brother and visiting my stepmom, stepbrother, stepmom, whatever. Uh, And then Saturday, I don't know what I'm doing Saturday. I gotta look at the calendar. Yeah, but then Sunday morning, bounce out to Kansas, and then I just, I'm gonna be working out for like three straight fucking months. So that's 
that's going to be fun. Not sure if anybody listening knows anything about dividend stocks. Sorry, it's a long drive between Granite City and my mom's house. I need to find a closer campsite. Um, dividend stocks. Dividend stocks are like, so yeah, stocks, people, when the, people generally, at least this is me, think about the stock market, they think about like the wolves of Wall Street and people trying to get into penny stocks and making it rich and then giving your money to somebody and they tend to like lose it or whatever. They're not, generally, I don't find those guys to be very good at their job. I've played with stocks a little bit in the past and I just, ugh, it was gross. <clears throat> so I was always like kind of put off to the idea of stocks, but I never really knew what dividend stocks were. Dividend stocks are, uh, I guess an easy way to think of it is companies that are making so much money that they don't really know what to do with it. So they're giving some back to people who hold stocks as a thank you for allowing them to use that money. Um, now there's way more to it than that. That is a incredibly dumb man's explanation of how dividend stocks work. So don't, don't take that as like at face value. There's way more to it. I'm just trying, trying to make it easy to understand. Um, so the thing about dividend stocks is the companies, they all pay different percentages the percentages are uh, against what you hold. So if you hold $100 of a stock and a company pays a dividend on it, and if they they might pay 1%, 2%, less than 1%, up to 7%. I've seen like AMC for a while was paying 21% during the pandemic um, just to try to, you know, lure people into purchasing their stocks that way they can keep afloat and that's hit or miss there's a couple different ways to look at dividends you could look at it as so the high percentage ones are high risk generally they either are having trouble if they're paying a high dividend and they're just trying to lure people in to get money so that way they can stay afloat um a lot of the times those companies have trouble paying those dividends. Um, or you can look at something, you've probably heard the term blue chip. Blue chip stocks are companies that have, they have been in business for a while and they've been paying dividends steadily every you know, interval, whether that's a month or quarterly or yearly or whatever their interval is for paying it. They've been paying it steadily for a long time. 20, 30 years, something like that. So, tech stocks generally don't really pay dividends, largely because those companies, they're tech companies, they're always developing. So, their R&D, they always have something to use the money for. But companies like Johnson & Johnson, for example, they've been around for a while. They've got their business model down, and yeah, they do some R&D here and there. But for the most part, they've got a system, it's going, and, you know, they just, what do, what do we do with the extra money? Okay, we'll just give it to some, we'll give it to some folks. Um, let, me, let me stop the navigation, that's getting annoying.
So with dividend stocks, it's this cool thing now that we have because of things like Robinhood, Webull, whatever. What I've been using is Cash App. Cash App has the ability to buy stocks and you can get a card issued through Cash App, like a debit card. And <clears throat> the dividends, when you're paid in dividend stocks, drop directly to the card. Now that's cool. What I've done is I've put my cell phone bill on my Cash App card. And when the dividends drop, they start paying for my cell phone bill. Ideally, what I want to do, uh, I want to have enough Verizon stock to where Verizon drops the dividend in to my Cash App and then my Verizon bill comes out of my Cash App. So Verizon pays me to have their cell phone. But in order to do that, they currently are paying a 4% dividend, which means monthly, when I did the math, I would have to have 18 grand in Verizon stock, which is quite a fucking bit. So I'm starting now, and I'm going to try to build up enough Verizon stock to where Verizon pays for my Verizon cell phone. I've decided that last night, I was looking at it because... Um, over the last year, I've been testing out all these little different stocks and crypto investing things, and I've decided which ones I like, and the ones that I've decided to let go, I'm going to be cashing all of that stuff out and uh, moving it to the ones that I, I've decided to use, and <laughs> I think in doing so, I'm going to take a lot of the profits that I make and just dump it into Verizon stock and start trying to get a big enough dividend <laughs> to pay for my cell phone uh, just because I like the irony there I'm in O'Fallon now I just passed a kid who's booking it on his bike it's 822 I'm guessing he's either late for school or he's trying not to be late for school I don't, I don't remember what time school starts I'm well removed from that process but man he was Bucket it. <laughs> oh, poor kid. Alright, there's this house, by the way, on North Cherry Street. It's at the corner. What's this corner? Uh, it's not 806. I think it's 804 North Cherry Street, I want to say. Um in O'Fallon, Illinois. And this guy constantly does stuff to his house. Like he puts mannequins in front. Like it's like uh, he treats his house like it's a, a live art piece and he's constantly changing it, painting it weird colors. Like today it's this green with something painted on the side of it. I, I don't know, it's so weird. Just constantly doing stuff to his house. Um, if you happen to be in the O'Fallon, Illinois area, just swing by and see what he's see what he's got going on that day. Because clearly he wants some sort of attention. So I, I don't know what he's doing. Just walked out of Vintage Vinyl, got in the car. I did a video real quick. I'll just kind of repeat what I said. Probably should have recorded both at the same time. So I got the the pink sticker from Vintage Vinyl. That's been like the same sticker forever I was in high school in the 90s 
they had the same sticker. Everybody had them on their cars. This is definitely going on the RV or the roof rack, probably. I don't know. I'll have to take a look. But then I got a magnet because I got a cool magnet. So vintage vinyl since 1980. I'm not sure if this is like something people from outside of St. Louis should go visit or not. I'm not sure if vintage vinyl is like a thing anywhere else. But in St. Louis on Del Mar, it was like pre-internet and streaming it was it was the place to go i went in it's it's not the same now it's i mean so they live up to their name it's mostly vinyl which is how they started but i don't know it's not the same for me when i walk in i went to look for local bands and the local band section is really small now i mean i guess it was small then too but i knew most of the bands in the scene I look at it now and I don't really recognize any names and there was no old demo tapes or, or CDs from back in the day. So I don't know if it's new stuff or what anymore. But um, yeah, so there, at least I did come across The Point Essentials. So The Point, 105.7 FM was a 90s grunge alternative station and they would do some metal at nights um they used to do something called the point essentials and it was like just a bunch of local bands and they would pull the best songs from these local bands and uh put them all on a cd you know like a little mixer and uh like this is sponsored by miller light this one's by the surge surge soda oh that made a comeback um but there's a bunch of bands on here i recognize but i can't remember the songs like geishaman the rabies slapdash mesh fucking nile eight dude we went okay so this is a separate story um here you know what let me I'm gonna set the scene here. My family used to do a trip that was all guys. Um called it NAFWA. No fucking women allowed. And we would go on this float trip and just get hammered drunk and somewhere along the way it became a pirate themed thing. I don't know. It's a float trip. We would go down to Harvey Circle B in Eminence, Missouri, in Shannon County. And it was amazing. Now, you can't do that shit now. They got, like, DNR agents all up and down the river. The people who bought Circle B after the owner died have made it, like, a much more tame place for families. But at the time we were there, it was wild. Nile apparently went camping next to us. We're doing our thing. And they come over because we're just, we're just fucking going crazy, right? Like, it's just a family trip all dudes we've we've got a beer bong made out of a fucking five gallon gas can <laughs> uh, <laughs> the hose has like a shut off valve built into it and you know my dad's doing a beer bong and people slip evan williams into it and he's just fucking pissed drunk so now late comes over and they're like oh my god because they see our gas can slash beer bong and so they're fucking all about it we get them like so drunk next day uh so during during the night 
they, they designated my dad the godfather because he was just drinking everybody under the table because, you know, ex-military dude, that's, that's what you did. <laughs> so uh, he was just pound for pound just putting everybody down. So they, uh, one of them comes over the next morning. He's like, godfather, do you got any coffee? It was uh, Wes, I want to say was the name. And my dad's like, yep. Got some right here. Pours black coffee. He's like, I know it'll be better, but nothing better for a hangover. You know, and hands it to him. By the way, Wes, you uh, you pissed yourself. Wes looks down. He's like, oh, man. And then sure enough, it was like queued up on a sitcom. You hear from his campsite, oh, God damn it, Wes. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man. What a fucking trip. Nafwa, Vintage Vinyl, Nihilate. What a crazy time. Sitting at this stoplight, I'm looking at the High Point. So the High Point was a place where I used to play when I was in a band called Confide. It was actually where I saw Incision, which was another local band for the first time. End up being my favorite band when I was growing up. They're still fucking... I listen to those songs and they're still fucking amazing. Uh, got to know those guys. It's, they had opened up for um, Brothers Keeper and One King Down when they were on a dual tour. I'm going to say it was 97. And then I also got to see Torn Apart there. Um, and I actually bought their first CD from them before they kind of made it bigger. You end up seeing a bunch of bands there growing up, but that was, <laughs> yeah, it looks the same. I don't think it's changed. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, kind of weird. I don't anticipate I'll be driving through here too much more. This is like a <clears throat> memory tour, but with so many things changing, I know that everything that I want to know about this place is fucking gone. Like, I could tell driving through St. Louis, there's so much goddamn graffiti everywhere. Dude, it is bad. I, it's depressing to see how shitty the city has become. Sorry, I drifted off the road there trying to move over. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not a fan of what St. Louis is becoming. I don't, I, I feel like if people gave a damn, it wouldn't be happening, but I don't, I don't know why people stopped caring. Oh, so this is interesting. Um, guy named Nick also, uh, when I first met him, he was a kid. He had a band and they practice in the same band space as me. Uh, with the band I was in, Zero Principle, and um, he was talking to me, he put this post up, talking about how, I don't know, it was, it was all about me, which was kind of weird, in a way for me to read, because I, I don't know how to take a compliment, I guess, I don't know, but he was talking about this time where I gave him a guitar, it was, it was after his first guitar, Everybody, well, I don't know about everybody, but most people, their first guitar is usually trash. 
remember my first guitar was this Hondo I picked up at a pawn shop that I had a couple bad frets that buzzed and that thing weighed like a thousand pounds it was crazy and this stupid little PV amp but he you know he had the same problem as everybody when they first start playing just the equipment wasn't very good and he had this show coming up and like so I gave him this this nice Gibson SG that I had and like it was a six string and in zero principle we were playing seven strings so it didn't make sense for me to have these two electric guitars I was like this is silly you've got this terrible guitar you, you need a better guitar and it was one of those like starburst I think is what they call their sunburst patterns on the Gibson SG really beautiful guitar so I gave that to him because I was just like, you, you need a better guitar, man. Like, I, I, I didn't want him to get frustrated and quit playing. You know, like, I remember how many times I almost quit playing guitar early on just because, like, my guitar sucked. And so I felt like I sucked. But in reality, I was, I was just fighting my guitar to learn how to play guitar. And I just didn't want this guy, you know, this kid to have that same thing. I wanted him to, you know be able to realize he was much better than he thought he was it's just he had shitty tools to work with so i gave him that and he put the whole story on facebook which i don't know i wasn't i guess i didn't think about it too much it just seemed obvious he just needed a better guitar i didn't realize how much of a difference that it made to him but uh, you know it's good i'm glad Again, I don't know how to take a compliment, I guess, but... I don't know, it was an interesting story to put on on this, I think, because, like... I don't know what the takeaway is from that, necessarily, other than be good to people, but... Yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird, me even talking about it. Mostly, I'm talking about it because I just feel weird about it, and maybe talking about it will help me feel easier about it, but for the most part, I just don't know how to... I don't know how to process compliments like that. I'm just glad that he stuck with it because he's like this amazing guitarist now and he does a lot of stuff with music and he's really been... It's really been awesome to watch how he's kind of overcome so many things that are terrible things that have happened to him but also, like, just achieved these really wonderful things too. So glad to, glad to see that I played, like, some small part in that, but the same time really he's the one who did all the work but oh well okay you know what i'm gonna end this because i know when i get home i'm gonna forget so i'm gonna end this now <laughs> properly on the correct day shit i didn't think about what i'm supposed to say though God damn it. I knew I wanted to end it, but I didn't think about how to end it. I still haven't figured this out. What? Ab- how many episodes in the, am I? I still don't know how to end a fucking podcast. This is bullshit.